This is the Sooner Sports Podcast. Your all-access pass to Sooner Sports. The Sooner Sports Podcast is presented by Allstate. Are you in good hands? And by Riverwind Resort. Riverwind Resort, the place to be. Now, here's your host, Chris Plank. All right, welcome into the Sooner Sports Podcast, the triumphant return on Bedlam Week of Toby Rowland. How you feeling? <laughs> I'm better. Yeah, I'm good. Thanks for giving me the week off last it was, week. Uh, it was a pretty wild weekend for you, wasn't it? Well, a lot of fun. Um, a lot Are of you early... back to 100%? I think so, yeah. Okay, uh, a lot of early flights. <laughs> Got a little uh, tad head cold in there somewhere that uh, took a while to shake. But uh, that, that was a lot of fun. I'll remember that weekend for a long time. Won three out of the four games. So would have liked to get all four, but three out of four was pretty good, especially to get that big football win up in West Virginia. So here we go. Big week. From uh, As we tape this, the Bob Stoops press conference is just, uh, just wrapped up. Uh, due to time constraints, we're actually going to bring you all three of our interviews we did today with Didi Westbrook, Orlando Brown, and Oba Okronkwa, who is uh, becoming much, 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 I mean, uh, improved – more comfortable as a, a spokesperson. With the media? I, yeah, I think yeah. I think early in the season it was a role that maybe he wasn't real comfortable in, but he's growing into it and he's doing a great job. People don't think about that a lot with college kids. Like, I think no. about my son. Like, if I threw him in front of a camera right now, how good of an interview would be? He's a college freshman. And uh, no, that's no offense to Trevor at all, but very little. I think they do a little media training with him right. when, they, uh, when they get here, but uh, that's a skill that these kids, through repetitions – Get better and better. Baker Mayfield was born with it. Right. But most of them aren't. And you're right. Oboe's gotten better and better as the year's gone along. And and I think over time, you'll see guys like Orlando Brown become more out. He, he's doing great. Yeah. I mean, unfortunately, Didi, just as he's starting to click, will be graduating, hopefully another year of Baker. Uh, I think there's a lot of guys that I'm excited to see become more of a spokesperson for this team over the next couple of years. But we got a game we got to talk about on yeah, Saturday. Big one. Bedlam. I think my favorite thing still – is when I look at the game notes, the Oklahoma State game notes have the overall series as Oklahoma ahead 84-19-7, and the OU game notes have Oklahoma ahead in the overall series with an 85th win, 85-18-7. That's where this right. We can't even agree on right. one of the games in the actual game notes. Uh, Oklahoma State's been impressive the last couple of weeks, haven't they? Yeah, they have. You know, since – they were they've been able to get the running game going. I think that's the biggest difference for them over the last three, four, five games that has enabled them to uh, even take it to another level. They've been dangerous through the air, and and we all know about Mason Rudolph and James Washington, and really a talented core of receivers. And they've been opportunistic defensively, plus nine in the turnover margin. But since they've been able to get Chris Carson going, especially and Justice Hill too, but especially Carson going on the ground. Uh, they've been a bear to deal with, I mean, offensively. So they are balanced. You couldn't say that about Oklahoma State early in the year. But they are balanced right now and, and very dangerous. What's the uh, – as, as we get ready, we learned a little bit today. Makai Quick is done. So that list uh, – here, I, I took a screenshot of it because Sooner Scoop had a, a, an incredible tweet when you really think about 2016 so far for Oklahoma. Tay Evans, Daniel Brooks – Charles Walker, Amani Bledsoe, Matt Diamond, Makai Quick, Rodney Anderson, Marquise Overton, and Cody Ford, all gone for the year. Uh, starting inside linebacker, starting defensive end, starting defensive end, starting cornerback, uh, depth at running back, starting left guard. How is this team in this position right now? Well, 
I mean, a tremendous amount of in general stick to itiveness. You know, give the coaches a ton of credit for being able to get the guys who are filling in for all those guys up to speed and playing championship caliber football. I mean, there is a whole bunch of starters right now that were second or third string or not even being mentioned, as is in the case of Jordan Parker when this season started. Mm -hmm. And, you know, give the players credit for not getting their daubers down when they were one and two. Uh, You know, I I look at teams like Tennessee and Texas A&M. Halfway through this year, they're playing a game, both of them undefeated in College Station, both of them in the top ten, I believe, thinking, you know, national championship hunt. Texas A&M is in the first college football playoff rankings. They're at number four. And the back half of the seasons for those two teams, just the bottom fell out of it. And once adversity hit, they were never able to turn it around. And Oklahoma didn't do that this year. They got off to a disappointing start. They were one and two and a bunch of naysayers, and and maybe rightfully so. I'm not saying that criticism wasn't warranted, but uh, what they were able to do from that point on, win some tough games, go on the road and beat TCU, go on the road and beat West Virginia. I know Texas had a disappointing season, but that's always good to beat those guys. Uh, as it's, They deserve to be where they're sitting right now, and it is a, a little bit amazing. When you consider all the adversity and injuries they've gone through, maybe more than any year in the Bob Stoops era, arguably more than anybody in the country this year uh, on the injury front, for them to be undefeated in conference play, playing for a conference championship, and still with a sliver of a hope at a playoff spot is remarkable. There's one of their starting corners was on the scout team to start the season in Jordan Parker. And Lincoln Riley went yeah. to Kerry Cooks and said, hey, you might want to get this guy over with your with your guys. Uh, the starting nickelback, Will Johnson, apparently isn't going to be ready to go. You know, I'm, I'm looking up and down the two deep right now. There's guys that are starting or in their second spot in that backup role that weren't even on, weren't even sniffing the yeah. two deep to start the season. This is incredible. I think it's going to be a fun matchup. I'm really, gr- I'm really glad. I'm really glad that we had the week off. Yeah. Not just for family time, for everyone to enjoy that. But, Toby, I think it gives another week to, to promote it. And I think it uh, the concern about students not being there or excuses to miss the game is kind of out the window. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, it, more health than anything. I mean, listen. Playing, health, too. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> playing eight consecutive weeks is hard. You know, in this day and age, right. the grind of week after week, not just physically, but mentally, I mean, just think about it as a broadcaster, how much you look forward to that bye week after you've kind of grinded it out and uh, week after week. Imagine exponentially more for coaches and players. The schedule is rigorous, and to do it eight consecutive weeks, I think uh, it comes at a you know it comes at a nice time. And and they needed to get Jordan Evans healthy, and hopefully he will be. And and to play on championship weekend. I think is a cool deal, especially when you've got a big game like this. It just kind of slides in, even though it's not a quote-unquote championship game. It'll be received as such. I mean, it'll be seen as this is the game for the Big 12 championship this weekend. So, uh, yeah, it's fun the way it worked out. Let you go on this because I know you're heading over to speak to the journalism school today. That's right. Exciting. All the kids that are trying to take our jobs. We're we're going to try to encourage them. (laughs) 
<laughs> Go get our jobs. <laughs> Listen, kids, it's a long, hard road. We're saying you ever want to do in your life. But before I let you run, uh, and you and I have taken some heat because we've been believers ever since the uh, ever since the win over TCU when they got to 500, and then when they beat Texas and started rolling, we always thought, hey, crazy things happen. Keep an eye on this playoff chase. A little bit more of an uphill climb than we thought, but Toby, with one game to go, they're right here in this. They're in the top ten. I don't know what it's going to look like in the playoff rankings, uh, but I don't know if that matters so much for the final rankings if you have a little bit of madness happen in front of you, right? Yeah. They're there. It would have helped if this weekend had gone a little differently. Yeah. Um, but nobody wanted to cooperate. I think the kind of the only positive thing that happened – was Lamar Jackson losing yeah. if you're an Oklahoma fan. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Maybe the door for a Heisman Trophy is, is open. So I think their percentage chances went officially on uh, 538 from 40 to 10% now. Uh, it took a nosedive this weekend. But it's not zero. I think, if, in my mind, the only route for them to get in the playoff is one, win and look really good. That's the most important thing. they got to win and look really good. Then they would also need Clemson to lose and Washington to lose. If that happened, then I think you've got OU in a beauty contest with Colorado for that final playoff spot. Um, there would be arguments for other teams, maybe yep. even still a two-loss Clemson or a two-loss Michigan or uh, whatever. But uh, three-loss USC is getting a lot of love right now, which is a little crazy. But uh, I think it would come down to Oklahoma or Colorado for that final spot. And there's some arguments to be made that Colorado has a better case. I mean, their two losses were USC and Michigan, and, and both on the road. Those are very good losses. They would both be two-loss conference champs. But, you know, that's a far-fetched scenario. Uh, it's not impossible. Colorado's certainly capable of beating Washington. Uh, Virginia Tech is going to be a pretty big uh, long shot against Clemson, but Clemson lost at home to Pitt a few weeks ago. So, Maybe it's possible. But I think the more likely scenario uh, is that you when you go to the Sugar Bowl and you're facing probably Auburn, <laughs> Auburn or LSU in the Sugar Bowl. And that's fun. I mean, either one of those games, that's a, that's a fun big-time game. I think the loser of Bedlam is probably headed to San Antonio and the Alamo Bowl against a very good Pac-12 team. So none of the options right now stink for the Sooners and Cowboys. They're all pretty attractive. All right, man. Good to have you back. We'll catch back up with you later this week. Appreciate it, Plenty. All right. See you, Toby. So even though we say adios to Toby, we aren't done on the Sooner Sports Podcast. This is the game plan to get you ready for kickoff between Oklahoma and Oklahoma State. I had a chance earlier today to catch up with Deedee Westbrook as the Sooner standout wide receiver prepares for Bethel. All right, thanks a lot, guys. I'm here with the Blitnikoff Award finalist, Deedee Westbrook, who's getting ready to play his last game at Gaylord Family Oklahoma Memorial Stadium. Has that kind of sunk in for you yet, that Saturday's finale? Uh, not yet, but I'm sure this weekend, whenever I go out there and they announce me for uh, this being my last game, I'm sure it hit me then. How nice was it to head home for a weekend to spend some time around family? Uh, it felt really good, you know, uh, to be around there, uh, to eat and pretty much catch up with some with some time with my family that I don't get to see whenever they come out here for the game time. It felt pretty good. Was it tough then to get back at, out on the practice field after having all that turkey and stuffing? Uh, not not necessarily. You know, uh, we're we're on a mission, and of course, this is for all the marbles, and uh, we're we're excited to be here and in this situation. How big was this past week then in order to not only prepare for Oklahoma State, Didi, but to get some guys healthy as well too? 
uh, it was huge for us. You know, uh, whenever there's a break to get guys healthy, of course, going into a big game that we are going to go into this week, uh, it, it's great to have everybody on the right path and healthy and ready to play football. Was it really, and I was following some stuff on social media, how cool was it to go home and see the appreciation that everyone had, that they've always had for you, knowing your plight, knowing what you've gone through to get to this point, to see the way everyone embraced you in, in this incredible run you've had this season? Uh, it's crazy, you know, and uh, uh, I went home and it showed me that I was loved by many and a lot of people respected me and who I am and what I'm doing for me and my family. And it's just great to see people no uh, noticing. What's the excitement level like playing not just, you know, any regular college football game, but on championship Saturday with a chance to clinch the Big 12 on your home field? Uh, it's going to be huge. And uh, Sooner fans, I, I expect you all to be there and support us as we bring home a championship. A loud crowd makes a difference, doesn't it? Oh, yes, it does, especially on third downs. <laughs> Tell me a little bit about conditions. You dealt with it in West Virginia. There's reports that it's going to be cold, maybe a, a little bit rainy. How does weather affect you, if at all? What, what do you do differently? Anything? Uh, I mean, there's a lot of things that's been done differently. Of course, weather plays a huge factor in how the game of football is supposed to be played. But at the end of the day, this is something much bigger than that. And regardless of the conditions or what the weather is, we got to go out there and play football and execute our offense. Talk about so much of what you've done at the receiver position, Didi, but how much of a difference has it made for this team and increased your confidence with the impact you've made on special teams as well with some of the big returns? Uh, I mean, it's helped a lot, you know, um, regardless of like what I've done offensively special teams is a is a huge part of a game you know if you can't score offensively and your defense is getting stops you got to be able to create that field position with special teams from Didi to Oboe Oboe Okronkwo whom I'm digging talking to he's become one of the better interviews on the team we talked a little Thanksgiving with Oboe but obviously getting ready for a Big 12 championship. From your perspective now, as you guys prepare for a Big 12 championship, how well, how positive, how energetic is this team about this opportunity? Man, we're, <laughs> we're, we're crazy about it. Um, we couldn't think of a better opportunity play for a Big 12 championship at home. You know, that, that, it doesn't get better than that. You know, you had the bye week, so everyone had a chance to heal up. How are you feeling right now? How are you uh, physically? I feel fresh. I feel ready to go. Um, that week off came like it couldn't have came at a better time. We all got to get our little nicks and bruises <laughs> healed up this week, so we're, we're pretty fresh now. As we've seen this season progress, where do you feel like the defense has improved the most, Obo? Playing together. Um, there's some games we do one thing particularly, particularly well, and then other games we do something else. Um, Right now, we don't really look at statistics. We just come to play like together, and we've been playing together, and I feel like that's been the improvement. You know, it's, it's cool from our perspective on the sideline is to see the way the communication has continued to evolve. And I don't know, it just really seems like you guys are communicating at a very high level right now from the linebackers to the defensive linemen to the cornerbacks. Is that a fair assessment? Yeah, that's definitely a fair assessment. As the season went on, um, it just got easier to communicate. Jordan really stepped up in a big way. He's been making all the checks and getting, like, getting everybody lined up where they need to be. It's, it's just been a way, it's been a transformation since the beginning of the season. Take me through some of the young guys. Obviously, we had a bye week last week, but we've seen more Caleb Kelly outside. Uh, obviously, Mark Jackson Jr. coming along. How have those young guys progressed, in your opinion? Um, they're, they're getting better. Uh, Caleb, he he might as well be be 21. <laughs> He's one of the most mature freshmen you'll ever meet. Uh, he The way he prepares is... It's really, it's really shocking to see a freshman prepare that way as with film and like as far as how he eats, how he take, like he takes care of himself. Um, Kayla's gonna be a really good player, and that's and Mark Jackson also. He's been uh, getting a lot of work with the scout team. He's been doing really well. A lot of the first team uh, O line been telling me that he's gonna be a really good player.
You know, I'm, I'm, everyone's excited for Saturday, and we were talking to Didi earlier, and we were talking about the crowd, and he said the crowd really matters on third down. How much do you guys feed off that energy? Oh, yeah, we, we live for it. That, you'll, you'll see me turn to the crowd and, and try to pump it up a little bit. Like, that energy on third down is everything. That just helps us, like, get to, a, like, another level, more edge. Final thought, final thought, speaking of the edge, you've continued to develop your uh, technique and your different moves. How much have you evolved, Obo, as a player since week one? Smarter, uh, more patient. Uh, I see, I see things. The game's just really slower now. Uh, I get a lot of different like blocking schemes now, but uh, I guess as the season you know went on, uh, I just got, was able to pick up on stuff better, you know. And finally, the big man, as Orlando Brown Jr. not only enjoyed Thanksgiving, but is ready for Bedlam, Oklahoma, and Oklahoma State. What's uh, Thanksgiving like for you? Uh, man, you know, just normal. Probably probably what everybody else does. I probably just eat a lot more. So, yeah, I'm a turkey guy, not a ham guy. I saw some of the guys making jokes about trying to get back to weight. Were you smart with the way you ate this weekend? Yeah, 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 easily. <laughs> I was. How, how exciting is it with the grind and what you guys go through day in and day out to have a little time, to have a little break before you kind of hit the final two games of the year? Uh, man, I, it, you know, it's, it's very beneficial. You know, I think it, I think it helps us out uh, a ton. You know, we're uh, we're able to focus, you know, able to focus, let our bodies rest, you know, do what we have to do to get back and be ready to play. All right, from your perspective now, what's been the key to this offensive line? I don't even want to say resurgence, but the continued success that you guys have had this season. Is it, is it chemistry? Is it just continuing to work together? Most definitely chemistry. You know, guys are guys are focused on it. You know, guys are, are wanting to, I guess, prove people wrong, you know, wanting to play for each other. And, uh, you know, just the group is rolling right now. Talked about Bill Biedenboe before quite a bit, Orlando. But what has he meant to you? Uh, a ton, man. A ton. You know, he's he's been there for me uh, since I've been here. You know, in high school, helping me uh, qualify and things like that. So I owe him a ton. And, you know, he's been very beneficial for me in my life. How for you has that? I don't want to say challenge, but that process been of being the aggressor and being aggressive and not stepping over that line. Has that been a growing process for you? Uh, you're referring to him as far as a coach. I, I just don't mean Bill Beaton. I mean for you personally. Sorry, okay. or, but but for you personally, has that been uh, a, a challenge at times? Uh, not being too aggressive. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I I need probably need to control it a lot more. But uh, you know, it's just the way I play, man. You know, my dad always told me, you know, you play your best when you let your emotions roll. So that's just how I play. But it's also a tough, fine line to walk yeah, too, isn't it? It is. Yeah. You know, it's the thing is, you know, playing football, man. You can't be a guy that's on a roller coaster. You know, you either have to play really high up or be a really mellow guy. You know, Drews really mellow guy no matter the situation I mean and uh you know I'm just a guy at all times you know I play my best when I'm playing up high at a high intensity level all right take us through the excitement level now the energy and what it's like now as you guys get back to work preparing for a shot at a big 12 championship on your home field how do you feel right now I feel great I feel great you know guys are guys are going to be focused this week you know, it's going to be a ton of ton of ton of tough practices a, t a lot of intensity you know what i mean a, a lot of speed you know and, and a lot of toughness man this is the week you know and, and oklahoma state's a great team we got to prove we got to prove them wrong so there you have it oklahoma oklahoma state showdown saturday morning at 11:30 a.m. we'll be on the air with the 9:30 pregame on the Sooner Radio Network. Don't forget, coming up on Thursday, boy, do we have a preview show for you. Jessica Cootie, who has put together a feature on Dee Dee Westbrook, will have the entire 16-minute sit-down that she had with Dee Dee. That's coming up on Thursday. So be looking for that. Make sure you subscribe, Soonersports.tv slash podcast. And as always, we appreciate you listening. And until Thursday, have a great start to your week. And Boomer Sooner, buddy.
This has been the Sooner Sports Podcast. Make sure to get all the latest episodes online right now at Soonersports.tv slash podcast. And make sure to follow us on Twitter at OU on the air.